So what role does the United Nations have to play in enabling and or supporting businesses uh, to play such a role? I'm not so optimistic on this because in my experience of working with the UN, um, so I, I'm a consultant, so I work with different parts. It could be with, with the Department of Political Affairs or the United Nations Development Programme or peacekeeping operations and, and whatever, different, different parts, is that business is viewed as a stakeholder in the humanitarian sphere because businesses deliver goods and services, so, so we need them in the humanitarian sphere. Businesses are seen as a stakeholder in the development sphere because they create jobs and we can't do development if we don't have jobs. But as soon as you move to the political side of the house, which is where I work mostly, so with DPA and the Department of Peacekeeping Operations, businesses are suddenly not a stakeholder anymore. It's as if they do not exist. There is a huge blind spot towards businesses, which I find extremely <coughs> surprising, given that there has been a huge policy shift within the, within the UN towards acknowledging the role of businesses in conflict contexts. So 1999, as Steve said yesterday, Kofi Annan called for a new partnership with the private sector in 2004, the UN Security Council established a working group on the role of business in conflict prevention. In 2011, a private sector focal point was appointed to the UN Peacebuilding Office, etc. There have been these many policy changes within the UN. But this has not translated into <coughs> operational actions on the ground that seek to engage businesses as either conflict or peace actors. And so the UN Global Compact, which I fully support, is, however, an externally facing organization. It seeks to bring businesses on board. If I were head of the UN Global Compact, I would be spending a lot of time working with the UN Secretariat to try and get them to acknowledge the role that businesses play as both as conflict actors and as peace actors. Because right now, businesses are rarely included in any strategic frameworks. So strategic frameworks is the UN planning document that is used by DPA and um, DPTO, which are the, <coughs> both the political and peacekeeping parts of the house. They go unmentioned in almost all peace operation periodic reports. And if you ask someone from DPA whether they intend to acknowledge the role that businesses are playing, either in their... Um, um, kind of the analyses that they do or in the, the strategies that they develop, this normally raises a lot of eyebrows. The question is why? Why would we do that? So um, I find this to be quite paradoxical because I think on the one hand we're asking businesses to acknowledge the role, the negative role that they're playing and to play the role of a conflict prevention and a peace-building actor, but we're not asking the UN and the, the peace-building arms of the UN to acknowledge the role of businesses, both as negative and positive actors in those contexts. So this led me to um, start my PhD to try and understand why this, why this is. Um, so the third part of my, my presentation is really about the extent to which research in this domain can help us understand and promote a more constructive relationship between businesses and UN actors in conflict prevention and sustaining peace. I focus very much on the role of, of businesses in peacemaking. So peacemaking for me is, is the conflict to peace transition dynamic where it ends with a peace agreement. So I'm looking quite at the high level. 
I focus on Somaliland and Yemen, and I don't focus exclusively on multinational organizations, but on all businesses that could have an impact uh, on, on conflict and peace dynamics. And my, my kind of conclusion from this work so far, I've not finished, but my main conclusion is that whereas international relations literature for many years has characterized businesses as purely economic actors who are motivated purely by profit, I would argue that businesses are actually political actors who often have political motivations, political consequences uh, to their work. So if we acknowledge that businesses are political actors, then surely they have a role to play in peace negotiations and in peace settlements. But right now, there is no role for businesses. And so I think at the heart, the more and more I, I work on my PhD, I think that this question is actually about inclusion. And in the UN world especially, inclusion is a word that we use for groups that are considered marginalised, such as women. So peace processes need to be more inclusive, that's kind of a UN phrase. When we say that, what we mean is that we need to include more women or we need to include more youth, which is great. But how do we continue the narrative of inclusiveness when we're actually referring to actors that already wield a lot of power? What does it mean to be inclusive of actors who have a lot of power already? So we've, we've already addressed this question to a certain extent in the UN world by including armed actors in peace processes. And so the consequence of including armed actors is that as part of them coming to the negotiation table, they have to eventually leave their weapons somewhere at the door. What would it mean for businesses to be part of the same dialogue? Would they have to agree to no longer engage in corrupt practices or promote more peaceful societies, more tolerant societies? So my question is really about what it, what it means to engage with them uh, and bring them to the negotiation table um, so that's, that's all.